Our great example and instructor in prayer is the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's Word, we find everything we need to develop a life of prayer. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the Bible together. Are you growing in your prayer life? Listen to yourself pray. Would you say that your prayers are more mature, more meaningful, more full of substance than they were five years ago, one year ago? Are you growing in your prayer life or is it stagnant? I've found at certain times in my own journey with the Lord that my prayer life has grown stale and I'm just going through the motions. I'm, I'm saying the same words over and over again, but there's no heart. And uh, I feel like I'm stuck. You ever feel like you're stuck? Well, that's why you come to Christ's school of prayer. That's why you come and you say like the disciples in Luke 11:1, 1, Lord, teach me to pray. And when you do that with a sincere heart, God begins to unfold so many amazing truths. Now, we're learning a number of the keys that Jesus taught through His story in Luke 11. Keys to the open door of heaven. Keys to answered prayer. If you want to enter into all that God has for you, you've got to learn to use the keys. And we learn, first of all, the key of opportunity. Uh, we have the wonderful privilege to come to the presence of a friend. And not an earthly friend, a heavenly friend. A friend that is never put out by our prayers. A friend that is never annoyed by our asking. A friend that is never sorry to see us. Aren't you glad you have such a friend in our God? But there's a second key I want to give you today. And so let's read the story again, shall we? In Luke chapter 11, beginning in verse 5, And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend? And shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. I was reading this story not long ago, and though there are beautiful truths in it that I have seen before, there was something that I never paid any attention to. Notice, please, that when this man comes seeking bread, he is actually not seeking bread for himself. He's not asking for him. He's asking for another friend. He's asking for someone else. And the Holy Spirit impressed on me that one of the great keys to answered prayer is not only the key of opportunity coming to a friend, but it is the key of charity coming for a friend. Remember that in prayer, we're not just to be asking for ourselves. We're to be asking for someone else. For example, you may be the kind of person that you don't like to ask for anything for yourself. Are you that kind of person? I think most of us are. We have a certain pride about us, and so we don't want to humble ourselves and say to anybody else that we have a need. And yet, many of those same people are very happy to to raise funds for a church or raise funds for a charity or raise uh, funds for the poor and needy. It's the same principle. You see, when you come to God in prayer, you should not simply be asking for your own needs. Rather, you should be entering into the needs of others. And the words of another Bible writer, bear ye one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. And here's the beautiful truth. When we learn to pray for the needs of other people, a couple of things will happen. Number one, 
I believe you'll have greater liberty to pray for the needs in your own life. You know, when we pray selfishly, when all we're asking for is us, we really have missed the heart and the spirit of prayer. Uh, that's why that intercessory prayer is so powerful and so wonderful. We don't do it simply to get our own needs met, but there's no doubt that as we pray for others, we have greater confidence and greater assurance as we pray for the needs in our own life. And then, I believe this, as you undertake uh, the burdens of another person, many, many times someone else will undertake yours. I believe that. I believe God will put on someone else's heart to pray for you. And without a doubt, your greatest burden bearer, the Lord Jesus, begins to undertake for you when you come into the presence of God on behalf of others. Listen to yourself pray. I'm serious. Listen to yourself pray. And listen to how much of our prayers is for us and how little of it is for others. I remember years ago, the beautiful little poem, Others, Lord, Yes, Others. Let this my motto be, Help me to live for others that I might live like thee. Someone facetiously rewrote that poem, and here were the words they put to it. Others, Lord, yes, others, let this their motto be. Let others live for others, so all may live for me. Uh, we, we laugh and we say, that's terrible, but actually, that's how most people live, even Christian people. Someone mockingly said, most prayers sound something like this, Lord, bless my four and no more. Now, we would never say it so bluntly, Yet when we pray only for the needs in our own life, isn't that exactly what we're doing? Learn to pray for the needs of others. As a matter of fact, I found it fascinating that this story, this illustration is given on the heels of him teaching the disciples to pray in Luke 11 verse 3, give us day by day our daily bread. Don't miss the plural there. Don't Pray, give me my daily bread. No, give us our daily bread. So many days of my life, I have discovered that as I, as I pray, God will work in the lives of other people. At the very same moment I'm praying that for someone else, God is working that very thing in my own heart. And many times I've found uh, that when I go to the Word of God to try to be a blessing and minister to someone else. Oh, out of the overflow and abundance of God's storehouse, at that moment, God begins to feed and nourish my own soul. In the story, I love the idea of bread here. You know, we live in a hungry world. All around us, people are hungry. Now, certainly there are many people that are physically hungry. And it is admirable and commendable and good that we should seek to feed the hungry and meet their temporal needs. But my friend, there's a deeper hunger, and that's the eternal hunger of the soul. That's the spiritual poverty. Uh, we live in a world of beggars, and many of them are the wealthiest among us. Uh, their hearts are hungry today. They need bread. Would you go to God today? Would you ask the Lord to give you something so definite that you might minister to them His grace, His truth, uh, that the, the blessings of God would not just come to you, they would flow unhindered through you into the lives of other people. I think what you'll find is that not only will they be blessed, but you'll be better for it. I do believe this. The highest level of prayer is intercessory prayer. Now, someone says, well, how do you believe that? Why do you think intercessory prayer is the greatest prayer? Because it's the prayer Jesus prays. 
the great prayer of Christ. It was a prayer for others. Read through the gospel records, not for himself, for others. And what's he doing at this moment? At this moment, Jesus Christ is asking for bread from the Father for us. He ever liveth making intercession for you and I. And when you enter into praying for someone else today, you've entered into Christ's prayer closet. You've joined Him in His prayer request. And my dear brother, my dear sister, that is what prayer is all about. Use the key of charity, the love of God today in your prayers, and watch the door open. Thank you for joining us for today's study. We deeply appreciate your prayers for this work and hope that you'll visit our website, scottpauley.org, where you'll have an opportunity to invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Our prayer for you is that with Christ, you will enjoy the journey.